Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so very much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well because I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. This is the MF for Podcast, episode 21. Big old deal. Big old deal. 21 episodes. Feels like I've been doing it longer than that. But I guess I did skip quite a few weeks in there. Um, because... What's up, Senjadildo? Good to see you, pal. Uh, because, you know, I was doing the pre-record thing. I was trying to do that more. Which I, like, I still will do for interviews, but pre-recording by yourself sucks. <laughs> like, when me and Vidge do it, except, of course, for last week when I was drunk and absolutely shouldn't have done that show. Um, w- like, those are fun when we do it, you know, for the most part. Because it's, like, just a conversation you're having with a friend. But, like, uh, pre-record by yourself is kind of stressful. It's hard to just yak with nothing to interact with and talk. So I actually have really been enjoying doing these live. It's really fun. I think I only have about an hour today. Can't go over because uh, I got to go to work. Got to go make that cake. Unless, of course, you guys just want to just bury me in super chats, in which case I'll tell work to go fuck off. You know what I mean? If I, uh, you give me enough super chats for what I would have made at work, we'll go all night. Screw it. 19-hour stream. Let's go. Woo! Let's go. Let's go, let's go. I hope everyone's having a nice day. Hope everyone's feeling great, everyone. Um, got some interesting stories to talk about. Got some fun, some news, some interesting uh, events. Um, they are painting my house, the my building today, like the people that run. So if you hear some kind of like weird metal clanging in the background, that's just the uh, that's just the ladders in the back. So uh, I apologize, but uh, nothing I can do about that. I can't control the entire universe, just what happens on this little screen here. Hello, Papa Cotton. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. All right, Sentient Dildo. Look, I I was just trying to give you the option for more streaming content. That's all. That's all. I was just trying to extend a bridge, you know? But uh, you want to burn that bridge, and that's fine. That's fine with me, pal. Palsy Walsy. All right. Uh, I was just listening to uh, Rogan's show, the Protect Our Parks with Shane Gillis, Ari Shafir, and Mark Norman, which is really fun. Hi, Morgan Holloway. It's lovely to have you back. Good to see you, my dear. Good to see you. Um, and uh, just as I turned it off, they talked about some crazy story, which I, somehow slipped right by me. I didn't hear it. But apparently, like a Thai monastery, um, every single one of the monks at that monastery got defrocked uh, for all of them, apparently, testing positive for meth. Meth monks. <laughs> what? What, so what was that? What was that story? What did you just say? Meth monks? Apparently, it's a real story, too. Um, so let's take a look. Pretty wild. Uh, Thai temple left empty after all monks failed drug tests. All of them. There wasn't one holdout. There wasn't one guy who's like, nah, I'm good. They're all like, meth sounds great. I guess if you, if you take like a, a – monks have to take a vow of celibacy, right? That would, I would assume that that would be true. I don't know. Because um, they have to take like a vow of silence, right? Or are those just Franciscan monks? I don't know much about Thai monks, apparently, turns out. Um, but I do feel like it's a relatively restrictive life. So maybe – Meth uh, passes the day, makes it a little bit more uh, interesting and exciting. Morgan says it smells fishy. Perhaps. 
Let's read this article and see what they say. The incident occurred on Monday at a temple in Fetchabun, okay, province's Bungsam Phan district, where four monks and an abbot were subjected to a drug test, and each one tested positive for methamphetamine. The high incidence of drug use and addiction in Thailand is not new, but the recent but a recent discovery at a Thai temple has left authorities concerned. After every single one at the monks that says at not of of the monks <clears throat> living in the field. Living in it failed to clear as narco test. The incident occurred on Monday at a temple in the Fetchigbun province's Bungsam Phan district, where four monks and an abbot were subjected to drug. The monks were immediately defrocked and taken to a local dedication AMD health center for receiving re- rehabilitation therapy. New monks will soon be sent to the temple, which has now been left devoid of any monks. Local district official Boonlert Thintai. These are all funny-sounding names, i got to be honest. Boonlert? <laughs> What's up, Boonlert? How you doing, pal? Sounds like some kind of country guy's nickname for his for his uh, friend. Boonlert. That's just me and Boonlert heading up the path, heading up the trail. Going to go do our moonshine still. Uh, inform the villagers as per a report on NDTV. Thailand's drug problem became a debated issue in the country just a few months ago following the disturbing nursery killings. Ooh. Which led to though Thai authorities amping up so-called war on drugs and brought forth stringent gun regulations. The killing at a daycare center left 36 dead, including 24 children. Ugh. God, what a horrible story. Thailand's infamous Golden Triangle, a tri-junction at Myanmar, Laos, and Thailand borders, is a hub for drug trafficking and inter-border smuggling and methamphetamine pills, or Yaba, as they are called in the country, and are easily dis- easily available. Street and party drugs. It has got something to do with. Is that a China thing? Because I know that China is like big on exporting uh, fentanyl, right? So you think this has got something to do with China, Thailand, China? They're close to each other, right? I don't know. I don't know. Hail Vezarel, what is up? What is going on? Papa Cotton would love to hear that dealer's story, to be honest. Yeah, I I feel like meth's like one of those depravity drugs, right? You tend to be more uh, depraved if you're on meth so wouldn't uh i feel like the i feel like their their naughtiness and their acting up probably didn't stop at uh just the use of the meth right and if they're all on meth every single monk there that seems like uh some kind of a culture that's going on some kind of a culture uh Ch- says china exports fent chemicals to mexican mexico cartels really that's crazy that's awesome. Wow. Oh, Vezarel uh, at work uh, on overtime. It's awesome to see you streaming. Well, I'm glad I can uh, help your day, my friend. Glad I can make your day a little brighter. Glad, glad I could bring a little light, a little joy into your life. Make you smile. Make you a little bit happier. That's all I'm saying. Uh, oh, <laughs> meth towelie. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was pretty funny. That was pretty funny, meth towelie. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, from the cocktail lounge the other night. Yeah, it's a pretty wild story, though. I guess there's not really much more there. It's just kind of uh, a bunch of monks in Thailand are doing meth. Okay. I guess they have such a serious drug problem. Wow. Meth monks. Meth monks. Pretty wild. Pretty interesting story. Um, I do have a bunch of other tales. Other tales to uh, explore today. What other um, news stories and 
goings-ons, happenings, all that good shit. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Okay, Thai Temple. What else we got? Oh, okay. This one's a little lighter. No dead children involved in this story. Thank God. I swear, dude, I opened up New York Post today, and it was just all death and destruction and maiming and murder. I was like, oh, my God. Jeez. Every story was horrible. Horrible, horrible. Story about a woman who... Kind of stupid, because it was sort of her own fault, but she poured gasoline on, like, a backyard fire pit and then just got third-degree burns all over her body and then died. Just like, ugh. Like, first of all, so stupid, idiot. But also just, like... Just you just read that shit. You just envision it. Imagine the family. Like, oh god. Like it's just not. Uh, I don't know. Just not uh, <laughs> meth monks. I've heard it all. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. It's just. I don't know. I don't, there's no really reason for me to know a story like that. It doesn't really help me. I get nothing out of it. It's just like, oh god, awful. Um, but something a little less. Wait, where did it go? Did I close it? Did I just close that? Oh, what an idiot. I just closed that window. Oh, I'm stupid, fellas and ladies and everybody. Dumb, dumb fella here. Hold on. Wait a minute. Where is it? Da, da, da. Oh, okay. That actually wasn't my fault. No, it wasn't. I swear. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Um, all right. This one, like I said, a lot. God damn it. Oh, that's what happened. I tried to close that window, and it opened up a new one. I'm sorry. Technical difficulties. I will get this going in just a second, I swear. I keep just trying to close. Uh, Daily Mail's always got so many windows open and trying to close stuff. I know you don't care. I know this isn't interesting. Let's go. Let's go. If it bleeds, it leads, brah. I know. I guess so. It's just every single story, man. Every every single thing I saw on there was just like family murdered Intruder kills puppy. I'm like, oh, God. Fuck. Not great. Not great. Um, okay. Inside Netflix's... Uh, are you a, a member of Netflix's secret streaming society? Where's Vigilante on this one, man? We got a conspiracy. Secret societies are running the world. Netflix is in on it. Netflix... Illuminati confirmed. Select users reveal they've been invited to join a ultra-elite preview club that gives them access to exclusive content before it airs. It is a conspiracy, guys. It is a conspiracy. Secret societies, they do operate among us. They are they are controlling our lives. This preview club, what do you else think they're previewing? My bank account numbers, huh? Hopping on my webcam. <laughs> Thank you, Juicy Fruit. I appreciate that. Tickle the like button, indeed. Hail. I appreciate that. Hello, new bomb. What is up, dog? Hello, hello. Welcome in. Welcome to the show. Uh, Netflix has a secret club which allows its members to watch exclusive TV shows and movies before they're released. And it's been reported that the streaming giant is expanding the elite group. Well, it's going to become less elite. If you expand it. So now is your chance to join. The platform, which is set to release Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's highly anticipated new docuseries. I mean, define highly anticipated. That's that. I don't know that I would use that. Those adjectives necessarily. Highly anticipated. I mean, highly covered. Highly reported on. 
I don't know who honestly gives a shit. Maybe I live in a little, you know, my own niche world. But I, I outside of that niche world, I've never really seen uh, – I haven't really seen any anticipation. Generally, all I ever see is, like, what a clown Meghan Markle is. Like, what a phony, like, press hound she is while saying, oh, we just want to live our lives in peace. Yeah? You seem to be doing a lot to fight that. Uh, okay. So the platform created the group called the Netflix Preview Club in May 2021 as an attempt to get feedback on its content. What do you mean? They, there's no other way? You have to have, whatever. According to the Wall Street Journal, around 2,000 people were originally selected to be part of it, but now Netflix is reporting planning on adding tens of thousands of users to the exclusive association next year. While there's no way to request to become a member, and it's unclear how Netflix picked those already involved, one user on Reddit revealed that they were invited through an email sent from an account called Netflix Surveys. Oh, my God. If I got a Netflix survey, I would have just deleted that email. Maybe I've been invited into this elite club and I've, I missed my opportunity to be part of the cool kids, man. Are you a Platinum Plus member? No. No, no, no. Do you uh, belong to Soho Club? No, I don't. But I'll tell you what I do belong to. Netflix Elite. Elite. Me and 1,900 other cool-ass people get to watch Netflix content first. <laughs> Not bragging. It's just it is what it is. Just it is what it is. Do they give you a lordship if you subscribe? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lord Matthew Faller of Netflix Elite Status. What is your ruling? Has anyone heard anything about this Netflix preview club? I got an email from Netflix surveys, but I can't find anything online about it. Has anyone heard? I don't know if it's legitimate. Thanks for advice. While there was no way to request to become a member, and it's unclear how Netflix picked those already involved, one user revealed the... Okay. Yes, it's legitimate. You watch Netflix original movies before the release and answer survey questions about them. You also have to sign an NDA because you truly are not released and still in the final editing stage. Oh, so they're just doing... Um, what do they call those? Those groups? They're like, you know, where they... they have people watch the movies, screen, focus groups, screening groups. Yeah, I mean, that's not that weird. I guess it's just Netflix does it. So, all right, I mean, you know, they have focus groups. Oh, it is weird. I wonder who, how they do pick them, though. It would make sense to if, like, it's an action movie and then you just pick people who watch mostly action movies for, like, their feedback. Like, that would be pretty interesting. I could see that being valuable. I don't know. Uh, you enjoy it for it. And you do not get paid... But it's fun to know that my input is considered how the final product comes out. I mean, okay. All right. Netflix Secret Societies, Illuminati confirmed. They are running the they are running the world. They're in our circles. They're among us. The Netflix elite may be friends and family. You don't know. You don't know. Juicy fruit. The kids love saying things are elite these days. Do they? I remember like a few years back, they used to say elite. It was like a cool thing to say. But uh, smart because everybody loves a survey. Yeah, 100%. I guess if someone like, um, if someone targeted me, you know, was like, hey, we like your takes, you know, we'd love to hear what you think about this. I'd be like, oh, oh, okay. Like I'd be flattered, you know, my ego would be flattered. And I would uh, probably do it. But, yeah, I wonder how they pick. That's like, I don't know, that's like people who write Yelp reviews. You're like, I'm glad that you do it, but I would never do that. 
Like, I'm glad that someone writes it out there and, you know, does a crowdsourcing review of this restaurant so I know if it's any good. But I would never do that myself. Like, I just think that's such a weird way to spend energy. You know, the accoutrements to my cheese plate were far beneath my expectations. While the service was impeccable, the wine selection acceptable, I'm still going to have to give it three out of five stars. Really, Deborah? Who cares? Doesn't matter. It's just a weird thing. But then again, when I go to a Yelp and I'm like, oh, is there a good smoothie place in this area? I want to get a, a sushi Rito. Is there a good sushi Rito joint? Oh, four and a half stars. I guess I'll go there. So as much as I'm mocking them, I'm, gl I'm glad, uh, glad that people do it. I just wouldn't. I guess it's kind of the way, like, I'm an aspiring YouTuber in a way, right? You know, here I am doing it. But, uh, you know, I aspire to make it more monetizable than it is. Um, maybe they're, like, aspiring food bloggers or aspiring food reviewers. It's just part of what they do. Part of, like, their little hobby. They're, like, open micers for Anthony Bourdain travel channel shows. I don't know. Maybe they just like it. It's like share. I mean, I enjoy sharing my opinion as well, so. I don't know. I guess it just feels like there's always such a big barrier between me and the people I talk about. Like, it's Hollywood, right? Hollywood, the government. Like, it's too far away. I don't know any of them. Not really. Uh, but I guess it was like a local business that I could frequent again. I guess I'd feel bad dunking on them. I did leave a really good review to, for my dentist um, because... I had to like get a crown in and they had to take a mold of it and then I went back to have it put back in and then when they went to put it in, it didn't fit right and I was like, shit, all right. So they had to go remake it and then when I came back the second time, they had to remake it again. So I was like, this fucking filling. I finally go back on the fourth time we do it. it took four trips to the dentist for one goddamn, one goddamn crown. But the reason she my dentist didn't put it in is because it just wasn't perfect and it could potentially lead to more decay. And she's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in my mouth. So I'm not going to do it to you. So I was like, all right, that's a lot of integrity. Even though it was a huge inconvenience to me, it wasn't anything, it wasn't her fault. You know, she really just stuck to her guns and had integrity about what quality uh, dentist work she was going to do. So I respected the shit out of that. And I was like looking at the tooth. I was feeling the tooth. I was like, man, it really is perfect. She did a great job. So I left her a good review for that because I like respected her integrity. And she could have just been like, ah, fuck it. It's good enough, whatever. But um, yeah, got to gotta respect that, right? So I guess I, I guess I do review things. I guess I am as boring as these people. I don't know. Excuse me. Uh, all right, what are you all saying in the chat? Clown World Fire. Absolutely, Morgan. Absolutely, Clown World Fire, for sure. Did they charge you extra for her integrity? You know, actually, they charged me less um, because I switched jobs in the middle and then I didn't have health insurance like for like a window there like uh, because it might, my, the one at my new job hadn't picked up and the one at my old job had lapsed, so I didn't have like health insurance for like a little while. So the price would have been so much more, but she actually just honored the original price because she's like, fuck it, I'm not going to charge you more. I was like... You rule. Thank you very much. It still wasn't cheap. I mean, all told, I think it was. It cost me like two thousand dollars for all the cavities and fucking, uh, you know, the the crown and all that and cleanings and all that stuff. But I hadn't been to the dentist in, I feel like, over a decade. It had been a long time, so there was a lot that needed to, to be done. So 
is what it is. You know, you gotta, I'd, I'd rather have teeth than the money. Papa Cotton. Yeah, I was just thinking what kind of person leaves a Yelp review. You're probably right, Turk. What did Turk say? Oh, the same people who fill out Yelp surveys belong to homeowners associations. They like to tell people what to do and where to go. Yeah, it's true. You know, I was talking to somebody, though, at work, and they were saying, I guess, like, he always fills out surveys whenever he gets them because a lot of times you get a gift card for that. And he's like, it takes me, like, a few minutes, and I have all these, like, I got free Steam gift cards. I got all these gift cards. I was like, oh, all right. I mean, at least there's incentive to do it. I still don't think I'm going to fill out a survey. Like, I just don't. I just don't think I would spend my time doing that. But I, if there's an incentive, if there's a reason for it, you get something back, I get it. It makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Juicy fruit, what? Lots of elite and lit talk. No, we used lit back in the day, but that's because you were lit. I used to, I think I used to say lit like you were, uh, like high. Like, yo, I was lit. But now everything is lit with the kids. But I don't know. Even, I feel like even that is getting uh, kind of dated sort of passe. I feel like Lit's been around for a while. I feel like Lit's going to go. Lit of weed, baked, toasted, cheebed up. Were you cheebed up? I've been cheebed up, dude. I was cheebed up, dude, hitting that the devil's lettuce. What a lame name, the devil's lettuce. Oof, so corny. I wonder if anyone ever said that in earnest. I think I've only heard that as sar- sarcasm. Um, I don't know. Ooh, this is a scary story. And this this goes into some of these horrible things that I was reading. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Is you lit and bussin'? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, HOAs are full of busybodies, Karens with retired husbands. Sure. Yep, yep. Get off my lawn, but in the female version. Uh, but yeah, this was a fucking weird story. Uh, cartel hitman who who decapitates enemies has gone missing from a U.S. prison. What? What was that? He's gone missing. What are you fucking saying? Where did he? How does that? How does that happen? A cartel leader and hitman fond of videotaping torture sessions. Good God Almighty. Uh has gone missing from a federal prison in Florida. How does someone go missing? Or he was serving a 49-year sentence. As of November, Edgar Valdez Villarreal, a Mexican-American cartel leader, had be, has been previously removed from the Federal Bureau of Prisons website. He is now listed as not in BOP custody, even though his release date is not until July 27, 2056. Uh, known by his underworld moniker, La Barbie... And headed up by the Los Negros, an informant group of the Beltran Leva Leva Cartel, one of Mexico's most ruthless underworld groups. At one point, he was a top lieutenant. Blah blah blah. Okay, okay, okay. I don't. I don't want to know. He grew up in. He grew up in Laredo. Shit. So did my roommate. So did Ruben. He was given his nickname from a high school football coach because his blue eyes and light complexion made him look like a Ken doll. Uh, I mean, that's a bit of a stretch. I don't. I mean, I don't want to speak ill of someone who decapitates people pleasurably, but I just wouldn't go with Ken Dahl. It's just not the one that I would have picked myself. Uh, Valdez Villarreal eluded authorities for years despite bounties. Talk about how he's not in prison. 
Did he just dis disappear off the website, or are they saying, yeah, we don't know where he is? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Not Ken Doll. Mechanic, maybe. You know, something like that. Oil refinery worker. But, okay. Wait, so it doesn't, it doesn't talk about how he's missing? Okay, the question of why he's no longer in BOP custody was asked at the highest levels of the Mexican government. It's very strange what is going on in the United States. He's no longer registered among those in custody. We want to know where he is. There's no reason for him to leave the prison because he was condemned in many years, unless there's some kind of an agreement. A spokesman for the Bureau of Prisons refused to say why Valdez is no longer in federal custody, but told the Post that there could be many reasons inmates can be temporarily removed from the site if they're... Oh, you motherfuckers. This isn't a story. They made it sound like he broke out of prison. Has gone missing from a U.S. prison's website. Is what you should have said. God damn it. I need to vet these stories before I, before I read them on the air. That was nothing. They didn't say he's gone. He didn't break out. He didn't escape. Oh, what a bunch of bunk. What a bunch of malarkey that story was, huh? Bunch of crap. El Chapo vibes for sure. Absolutely. Oops, we misplaced him. I don't, you know, it's a big prison. There's a lot of people here. What am I supposed to keep track of all of them? Come on. Got things to do. He's living in the walls. He went missing the same way Epstein committed suicide. Well, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I mean, like I said, you know, I got no, I got no beef with the cartels. That's for sure. No problem here. Um, but, uh, you know, what, all right. Oopsie. Uh, he either had a good escape or is beneath the prison. Yeah, I really feel like they should have. That was extremely misleading. I hope that he's not just missing. The guy who enjoys torturing people. Bro, that was disappointing, right? They're just like, oh, yeah, one of our data entry guys just missed one line. and oh, he, No, he's here, though. You're like, what? This needs to be in the news? Fucking what a not, what a not story. What a complete not story that was, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, technical glitch at U.S. prison roster is a little wonky. He could be at the doctor. Oh, my God. Oh, well. All right. I guess we'll try to move on. Yeah, it's just a clerical technical issue. By all means, put that on the front page of the New York Post, please. Good Lord. Good Lord. Newbound Turk, he was only sentenced to 49 years. If he was killing people, shouldn't he be serving life? Right? Dude, that guy, War Machine, who beat up his girlfriend, got more time than that, and she's alive. This guy enjoys torturing people, videotapes it, and he gets 50 years. I mean, 50 years is no, nothing to shake a stick at, but that guy would look, you know, like he'd probably be alive at the end of that. I don't know. It's a little, that does seem lenient. But I guess cartel money does buy great lawyers. Guess so. I don't know. I don't know. All right, so this story coming straight from Hollyweird. Woke Hollywood, man. We're going to dunk on Woke Hollywood today, guys. We're going to dunk on them. Um, all right, I'm going to properly close the window this time. There we go. I did it, and it didn't open up a new page. Yay. <laughs> Sentient Dodo, I hate misleading tiles like Ben Shapiro destroys people with facts and logic. Owns him. 
Yeah, and it's just so boring. Nomi has family involved in the cartel. Well, Nomi, remind me to uh, in improve our relationship. <laughs> For us to grow much closer so that I am in your good graces. <laughs> Yo, those people scare the shit out of me. Those the What those people do to each other and the way they murder and maim and those stories... They are the scariest people on the planet to me. The cartels, 100%. Terrifying. I always wonder about that. Like, because I know they, they say the cartels operate, you know, inside of uh, the U.S. border pretty frequently. And I'm not that far from the Mexican border. There's a lot of Latin dudes in this town. And I just kind of wonder if, like, is that, you know what I mean? I don't want to get into a road rage, in road rage incident and then just have all my fingers cut off slowly while I watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to piss off the wrong guy. And then he just cuts off a foot. Uh, yeah. Ascension Dillis says, thank you, drug prohibition. You know what's interesting? In uh, California, I guess uh, the legalization of weed there has actually helped explode the illegal market or something. I guess because maybe the taxes are so high on the weed that the it's actually like much significant, much more cheaper much cheaper to um, sell it illegally. So, like, the illegal market's actually increased in, in so many different ways. I don't know. I've just uh, – that's what I heard. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I tend to think whenever the government gets involved. But then again, I'm not – like, I don't think everyone should be doing drugs. I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion on that, so I shouldn't say anything. Uh, okay, so this is a – I have a strong opinion about this, though. Big Hollywood story. We're going to dunk on them. Grey's Anatomy liar confesses. Writer who based episodes on her own stories of battling cancer and having an abortion admits she made it all up for attention. <sighs> I lied. There's no excuse. Dude. There was also that comedian, Steve Ranazizi. Is that his name? The guy who uh, lied about being at 9-11 and then just kept lying about it. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why do people do shit like this? I, I don't know. Hello. Hi, Steph. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. I know. This is in the, the Daily Mail. You know the Daily Mail would lie. They've got integrity on like the New York Post. Uh, the Grey's Anatomy writer accused of faking a cancer battle and fabricating stories of abortion and family suicide. Wow, dude. Yo, that's like tempting fate, man. You're going to lie about your someone in your family killing themselves so far that you're going to tell people in the writer's room they're going to put it in a show? Yeesh. Uh, to inspire episodes of a show, I confess that she made it all up in bombshell interview with the Ankler. What the fuck is the Ankler? That is maybe one of the worst names for a publication I've ever heard. Why is it called The Ankler? Don't eat lunch in this town without it. Oh, I'm gonna. Also says Elizabeth Finch disgraced and in exile. What's that about? Hey, Yeti Cass. I ain't seen you about around in a while, man. How you been? Good to see you, pal. Good to see you, G. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Um, okay. Elizabeth Finch admits in an interview with journalist Paul Kiefer, who first broke the story of her lies for the Ankler, 
worst name ever. That sounds like a wrestler who was really good at one-leg takedowns. He was the ankler. He'd just go right for the ankles and bring you down. That's why they call him the ankler, bro. <laughs> the ankler sucks. That's the shittiest name. They, that she fucked up. What I did was wrong, not okay. Fucked up. All the words, she said. She confesses that she made it up in a desperate grab for attention after becoming addicted to the constant care she received when she hurt her knee high. Oh, God. Oh, it's even worse. I thought it was just, you know, she made it up in the writer's room, but no, she just liked the attention. Oh, that's so cringe, man. That is so uncomfortable. Just so desperate to be liked and cared for and doted on. Oh, you sociopath. Ugh. She also claimed it was a result of trauma of her older brother abusing her when they were kids. Yeah, of course. It always is. It always is. And therefore, you should suck everyone else into your bullshit, not seek help about it. Mm-hmm. Finch went to great extents to conceal the cancer lie that she had friends drop her off at the famed Mayo Clinic. Oh, God. Ew. Oh, God, that is so pathetic, man. Could you imagine being like a helpful friend, driving your friend to cancer treatments, and then it wasn't real? Ugh. That is, in, that is embarrassing. Oh, my God. Another attention whore. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Trauma. It's my trauma. Psycho indeed. Psycho indeed. The Ankler was started by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Wow. I need a, the attention. and I went through a dramatic trauma that no one will understand. I don't want to explain the details, but I want your sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Good point, Sechidoto. Got to respect the commitment to the bitch. He really did go all in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can't accuse her of faking it. She, or, or faking the funk. She went hard. She went real hard. Um, okay, pretending she was having treatment inside only to roam the halls to kill time while her friends waited outside. Oh, that's so uncomfortable for everyone involved. I told a lie when I was 34 years old, and it was the biggest mistake of my life. I just, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and I got buried deeper and deeper inside me. I've never had any form of cancer. I know it's absolutely wrong what I did. I lied, and there's no excuse for it. She claims the context of the lie is that she suffered years of medical purgatory after hurting her knee while hiking and required multiple surgeries to fix it. Bro, I've had multiple surgeries to fix my knee. All I wanted to do was just put it behind me. I just wanted to move on from it. I hated it. It's such a pain in the ass. Yeti knows. Yeti's got, like, no, I won't say anything publicly, but he knows. And it's like, it's fucking, this stuff, dude, it's like, you want to just be over it. Like, it, it's not something you should, I hated it. I never wanted to do any of it. Oh, God. And she just wants to wallow in it. It's not a good thing. What ended up happening is that everyone was so amazing and so wonderful leading up to all the surgeries. They were so supportive that, and then I got my knee replaced. But it was one hell of a recovery period, and then it was dead quiet because everyone was naturally like, yay, you're healed. Ew. Ew. They weren't applauding me. They weren't doting me. It was just quiet. Like, oh, God, get over yourself. Ew, that is so disgusting. I look, I commend this woman for admitting it and confessing it. Like, I respect that, but 
gross. Gross. <laughs> Yeti Skaz is saying, wait, you shouldn't. So you're telling me I shouldn't fake cancer to grow my YouTube channel? Um, I got to delete some videos, BRB. Hey, I, I, look, I don't know. You, you got to get those clicks somehow, bud. You got to get those clicks somehow. Emotional vampire. Yes, Morgan. Very well put. Emotional vampire, 100%. 100% emotional vampire. It's just pure narcissism. It's just, it just like, let's just read that one more time. It, it, what ended up happening is that everyone was so amazing <clears throat> and so wonderful leading up to all the surgeries. Yeah, because you need to be when you're going through shit. They were so supportive, and then I got my knee replaced. It was one hell of a recovery period, and then it was dead quiet because everyone was naturally like, yeah, you're healed. Yeah, as they should be. That's what should have happened. And you should have been relieved to be done with this chapter because it's all a hassle. But it was dead quiet, and I had no support. I went back to my old maladaptive coping mechanism. I lied and made something up because I needed support and attention. That's the way I went after it. That's fucking gross. I have almost no sympathy for you. That is disgusting. My sister used to do shit like that all the time growing up. Make up big lies. Misframe things just to get attention. Attention, attention, attention. God. Fucking narcissists are the worst. That's where the lie started, in that silence. You're gross. Finch's, Finch, Finch's was hired... Finch was hired to work on Grey's Anatomy in 2014, and for years she pretended that she was forced to under, undergo grueling chemotherapy. She kept it up for years? Ugh. She claimed the treatment cost her a kidney, part of her tibia, and forced her to have an abortion. What? Dude, you are not a victim. You're a victim of maybe your own mental illness, but that's about it. Like, to keep it up for this long and continue to, to add details to it, ugh. You also, like, you didn't have to keep it up, right? She has to suffer from Munchausen's? Yeah. But, like, you didn't have to make it worse. You didn't have to add the abortion thing to it, like... Like, her first framing was the lie just kept getting bigger and bigger, and I got stuck in it. It's like, okay, but you could also say at some point you could be like, well, it went into remission, and things are looking up, and I think I'm going to get through the worst of it. You know, I'm actually good at this point. I don't really need your help. She loved it. She liked the people having pity for her and doting on her. She got high on it. That's the only explanation. Like, it's different when you have to maintain a lie. It's like, okay, you're maintaining a lie is one thing, but adding to it and continuing to, to feed it and contribute to it and make more and more, like, elements to it, to force you to have an abortion. Like, it's all just, whoa, poor me, poor me. Oh, yeah, poor you, poor you. Ugh. Ugh. That is embarrassing. She also described her medical ordeal for articles in, in for Elle, The Hollywood Reporter, and Shondaland, a website created by Grey's Anatomy. No, all of those things, you could have been like, no, you wouldn't even have to admit the lie. You could be like, I just don't feel like talking about this publicly. It's too personal. It's too, it makes me too sad. I, I just don't want to share. You know, I appreciate the offer, but like you could have lied to get out of that. Like that would have made more sense. Oh, Gross. She loved it. Loved the attention. This was her getting high. Colleagues from the Grey's Anatomy told Ankler, uh, told the Ankler that Finch had always had some tragedy going on. Oh, God, I hate people like that. 
I know people like that. Always something. Always some horrific story. Always some tragedy. Always something. Ugh. Just gross. I, mean, I, I knew uh, I knew people like that too, and it would like they're always always trying to save all these wounded puppies, so to speak. You know, like always just attaching like the most pathetic people to them, and then just doting on them and living in their lives in this sort of like symbiotic thing. People want to be victims, yeah. Then then there's no accountability. If you're a victim, then you have no accountability. It's true. Ugh. Always some tragedy. Things that don't happen to other people happen to her all the time, one said. Wow, I bet they fucking thought she was full of shit. That one sounds like he was on to her or she was on to her. They described how she would show up to work with a shaved head and only eat saltines because she claimed it was the only food she could keep down. Eventually, the lies ran away with her from her. There's a momentum that grows. Why do alcoholics keep drinking? Why do addicts keep using more and more money? I think... It was a lie that got completely out of control, and I got out of control with it. I wanted—I wasn't some calculating puppet master trying to buck the system. <clears throat> I think it was something that got really freaking out of control, and that's what happens when you're dealing with a maladaptive way of dealing with things. It just gets bigger. Yeah, you're also going to confess you love the attention. It wasn't until she met her now ex-wife Jennifer Bay- Bayer in 2019 that things started to unravel for her. Oh, what? Oh. Bayer's background as a nurse piqued her suspicion about Finch's story. Oopsie! Whoopsie-daisy. She discovered that she lied and prompted her to tell family and friends. Finch, Finch initially told the couple's friends and family, but she stopped sort of telling her bosses. That is when Bayer approached Grey's Anatomy producers and told them Finch had lied. Oh, she ratted out her wife? Ooh, that's a little fucked up. I don't know why you needed to do that. I mean, were they divorced at that time? Was that some kind of vindictive breakup thing that girls do? I don't know. <laughs> Nomi says I'm going to need knee surgery because I can't stand these perpetual victims. <laughs> yeah, my back is killing me. Um, we all know people like that, Vez, but she took it to another level. Oh, Vez, you say you knew. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like I knew, like my, my sister would, would lie, flat out lie about like, ridiculous shit like taking my mother's engagement ring and my mother knew that she took it and my my sister would just lie about it and drag it out and make it this huge drama you know but she'd get caught and it would end like this is this is different and this also that's when she was you know 14 or whatever this woman's in her 30s she's my age doing this shit fuck god damn she said that she did not anticipate being felt that found, found out, and she felt no need to confess her lies, even to her wife. How the fuck could you keep it from your wife? The person you probably live with? I think they might figure it out, especially if she's a nurse. She knows what's going on. She knows how these things go down. What an idiot. She probably wanted to be found out. Probably like a serial killer. Probably somewhere deep down in her, in her conscience, she probably wanted to be found out. Probably why she started dating a nurse to begin with. Um... I didn't walk around thinking that I have this secret that I was going to get caught. I didn't stand there on my wedding day thinking, shit, I haven't told her this because it was buried so far down. And I didn't think your March piece was inevitably, was inevitable, what? And I didn't think your March piece was inevitable, oh, inevitable, particularly because I didn't want it, I didn't think I bothered anyone. Oh, really? 
every one of your friends, family, and colleagues had to go through your perpetual drama and all your care and all the things that were going wrong with you every single day, and you didn't think people were bothered by it, you're just a narcissist, self-centered narcissist, flat out, no other explanation. Every once in a while, the thought would pop up, but I wish I could tell Shonda because of the person that she is, because she has the ability to understand that people do really fucked up things, but it doesn't make them a fucked up person. She sees people, and the antidote to shame is being seen. Ah, Catherine Avery's cancer plotline on Grey's Anatomy is based on my life. This is why I finally wrote about it. I confronted the doctor who missed my cancer. Oh, and she's like taking on the medical establishment that missed her cancer, and she took on that doctor. Oh, failed to catch a tumor in her knee. She didn't get mad. Oh, God. Wow. She's also a warrior, too. Not just a victim, but a brave victim who takes on the system. Enough. Enough of this person. My God. What a true, true narcissist. Man. The story made its way to Kiefer, who broke it for the ankler. Finch hid from the story, returning to the trauma center where she'd met her wife. She also lied about being close friends with one of the victims from the anti-Semitic mass shootings that took place on Pittsburgh Synagogue in 2018. Something she complained to Gray's bosses about asked for time off because of. She's a pathological liar. Jesus. Wow, man. That is... That's sick. That woman is sick. Lie about all that, and then you lie about being attached to this, this tragedy, and then you ask for... Oh. Disgusting. Disgusting. I guess it said that she was uh, outcast. It seems like there may be good reason for that. <clears throat> she also claimed to friends that the FBI allowed her onto the crime scene to collect her friend's remains. Oh, my God. She falsely claimed that her brother Eric had committed suicide, telling colleagues, I've, I've been gone because my brother died by suicide. Oh, and she even used the nice progressive vernacular. Didn't kill himself. Died by suicide. Actually, none of that happened. He's uh, alive and healthy. Doing well. Doing CrossFit, actually. Got his uh, heart rate down. Yeah, he's really, he's really cut. He didn't kill himself in any way. Died by suicide. Lol, I, I, dude, I hate that expression. I hate that expression so much. He was on life support for a short while, but ultimately did not survive. I say this not because I need or want anything from anyone except your constant attention and sympathy. I'm not a delicate flower. No, you're a, you're a sociopath. Or whatever. I just want people to know I'm still here and still part of the team. Her brother, as Ankler Ankler notes, is very much alive and working as a doctor. Good God almighty. In 2012, she started telling friends that doctors had found a tumor on her spine. She now admits she chose chondrosarcoma because it was a particular form of cancer that was difficult to treat. Ugh. She resigned from the show, checked in the trauma center, hiding away for six weeks. Now she says she wants to come clean. She's not been working since the scandal broke. You shouldn't work again. You shouldn't work again. 
If men in Hollywood can get kicked out for saying sexually explicit things to women, then you should absolutely not be able to work in Hollywood again. You dragged everyone into your drama. You lied. You claimed to be part of a massacre that you weren't. You claimed your brother killed himself. You're a sociopath. You're a narcissistic liar. Yes, emotional vampire to the max. 100% Morgan. Be gone, thought. Yes, yes. Be gone, bish. Karma gonna get that bitch. 100%. Oof. Good lord. Good lord. Oh, she's a real looker, too. In her first article about the diagnosis, she wrote for Ella, I catch fragmented glimpses of my ball reflection in the elevator mirrors. I go up, up, up to a white wall conference room where a small herd of well-groomed doctors all equally inscrutable awaits. Oh, and she makes it, like, poetic. Never happened, you lunatic. Wow. Man, what an unhealthy human being that is, man. I, I That is a whole other level. That's a whole other level right there. I did not expect that. I did not expect that to be the story. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, she fibbed in the writer's room. No, she she made it her entire her entire existence was me, me. Oh, everything's so hard for me, but I'm a so I'm a warrior. I'm I'm a soldier. No, you're not. You're a very unhealthy person. And you know what? Yeah. Guess what? You do have a sickness. You've got plenty, but it's all up here, sugar. It's not in your knee. It's not in your spine. It's all in your brain. Very sick. Very sick up top. You don't have cancer. You, you didn't, you, your brother didn't kill himself. Your brain is fucked up. Did she claim that she got chemo? Oh, yeah. Plenty. Yeah. It was very rough. She shaved. She fake shaved her head. And also, like, that's such an audacious thing to lie about that even if you're suspicious, you can't call her on it. You can't be like, you don't have fucking cancer. Shut up. Like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, wow. Gross. Yeah, no sympathy uh, for me. I mean, like, I, I, I admit I'm proud of her for admitting it, coming completely clean. That's brave. That's it, though. I mean, that's all. I, I respect the integrity, kind of. You are an unhealthy, narcissist, self-centered sociopath. I mean, it's just... Oh, and this Ankler... This Ankler article is like she's got tastefully shot, like, uh, like you know, inserts. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, this is really gross. This is really gross. Oof. Yuck. All right, there's that story. Um, Netflix Elite, Grey's Anatomy's Liar. Oh, and then, because uh, I have to get going soon, we could do, uh, I, I didn't know if you guys knew this, but Shark Week, too many great whites. It's too great white. Why Shark Week so great white? <laughs> she identifies as a cancer patient. Well, she is a cancer. Yes, cancer of narcissism, 100%. Um, Yes, Shark Week, guys. Too great white. Too, hashtag too great white. <laughs> oh, this from the Blaze. Blaze is a conservative media outlet. But they do, they do interesting stuff every once in a while. I like to check them out. Keep an eye on them. Shark Week is too white and too male, study finds. And the mockery that ensues is bloody hilarious. Uh, Shark Week, the beloved TV special that sinks its teeth. Ah, get it? Get it? 
and everything shark-related each summer, has joined the ever-growing conga line of familiar things woke folks insist are actually racist and sexist. What are the details? The Washington Post on Monday highlighted a recent public library of science study claiming that Shark Week, among other things, overwhelmingly featured white men as experts, including several with the same name. Say it ain't so. No. No. Too many white men on my screen. I can't take it. I'm so triggered. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I can't. Pretty good. Knew it was about whiteness. Yes, great whiteness. Great whiteness. The Washington Post on Monday highlighted a recent, uh, okay, uh, David Schiffman, a conservationist at Arizona State University and co-author of the study, David Schiffman, he sounds like a white man to me, told the Post uh, Discovery Shark Week indeed included more white experts and commentators named Mike than women. There were no women named Mike. This is ridiculous. When there are hundreds of people of color, oh my God, interested who work in this field, and when my field is more than half women, maybe it's not an accident anymore that they're featuring only white men, Schiffman added to the paper. Lisa Whiteneck, a biology professor at Alhangi College in Meadville, Pennsylvania, led the research team behind the study, and its members examined hundreds of Shark Week episodes from 1988 through 2020 to come up with their findings, the Post said. The paper said Discovery did respond to its request for comment on the study, although the channel did tell WBTS in Boston after preliminary findings came to light in 2021 that it wouldn't comment on a study that has yet to pass any scientific approvals. White Knack, however, told the Post that the study has since undergone a scientific review. Not the first time. Scientists and TV critics bit down hard on Shark Week in 2020, the paper said, for featuring six white men out of eight named experts. Not six white men. God, I hate white men. I hate them so much. They're on my screen and they shouldn't be white men. White Knack told the post of the team study, which had also commenced in 2020, found that throughout almost all of the history of Shark Week, over 90% of the 229 experts were white and about 78% were men. Smoking gun, man. This is a crime. This is a crime scene, Shark Week. We're not talking about the shark attacks either. No, we're not. We're talking about the attacks of colonialization in our science. It's bad news. It's bad. The year of the criticism isn't so surprising. As Rears of Blaze also may remember, 2020 saw a massive race-related reckoning amid rioting sparked by George Floyd's death including changes in product and imagining of branding. Mutual of Omaha ditched its Native American chief logo. Uncle Ben's rice changed its name and dispensed with using the image of a black man on its boxes. Quaker Oats announced that the famous Aunt Jemima brand of breakfast syrup and pancake would be going away because it perpetuates racist stereotypes. Eskimo Pie also planned to change its name. L'Oreal, the world's largest cosmetic beauty company, said it would stop using the word whitening on its products that the Houston Association of Realtors decided to axe the word master in the descriptions of their bedrooms and bathrooms on real estate listings in favor of their term primary. And quite frankly, folks, I see that as progress. This is good. Oh, you bigots. This is progress. This is what we need. Anything that I, as an oversensitive college activist, may associate with race needs to go. It's got to go. Like, for instance, at my work, 
last year, apparently, in our some of our displays, our Christmas displays, there was raw cotton as as one of the plants. And that was seen as problematic. And I'm glad that we nipped that very problematic, controversial problem in the butt. Cannot be reminded. Also, I also don't wear cotton shirts for that exact reason. Because of slavery. And all of its evils. So I won't even wear cotton. I won't even use cotton swabs. My ears are filthy. That's because I'm here to support the cause people man oh fucking people i love it uh maybe they'll cancel black friday maybe they may might just call it african-american friday what did you share with me crazy man black swimmers overcome racism fear and fear reclaiming a tradition didn't we do this one we did this one didn't we I feel like we did this on the cocktail. Oh, God. I don't even. I can't even. What do folks have to say about the Shark Week's findings? Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs posted a rather funny reaction on Facebook uh, Wednesday. <clears throat> Pretty funny. Good morning. As a white man named Mike who hosted on Shark Week more than once, the headline, this headline caught my eye. In the Washington Post, Shark Week lacks diversity, over-represents over over men named Mike, study finds. I suspect that I might be asked to respond specifically to this headline. If you have any thoughts or suggestions, please leave them in the comments below. Unless, of course, you're a white guy named Mike, I think we've heard quite enough from you. That's pretty funny. In addition, one might assume that these commenting on the post story would applaud the study, but quickly look at the comments say otherwise. Amazing research. I'm hoping this woman now tries to cancel the great white shark as clearly racist shark. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, so the people are just poning libs. Oh. It's pretty funny. Pretty funny. I'm glad that we got to the bottom of that, though. And I hope that, uh, I hope that Shark Week does better. Do better. That's what I hope. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, hello, Brightest Day. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you, sir. Um, all right, folks. That's going to have to do it for me today. I'm going to have to wrap up because i got to go to work. I've got uh, very, very, very big responsibilities that need to be attended to, and I am the only man qualified for that job. Now, I do love... Uh, I do love hanging out with you. And like I said to Sengen Dodo earlier in the show that if you guys want to stick me around, you can just try to bury me in Super Chats, in which case then I'll make enough that I won't have to go to work and it'll be fine. Uh, but until that day, unfortunately, I have to leave you. I must leave you. I have to go to work. Uh, but thank you very much for watching. I appreciate you guys. I uh, do, have <clears throat> do have the cocktail lounge this Friday in two days, normal time there. Uh, should be a fun show. Um, and other than that, I don't really have much else, but I'm glad that you were here. I'm glad we could share this time with one another. It means the world to me. It means the world. Thanks for showing up. Morgan, Nomi, Sedgit Dodo, Brightest Day, <clears throat> New Bomb Turk, uh, Morgan Holloway again, <laughs> Papa Cotton, Yeti Cass, Vezzarell. Hail to all you wonderful people. Steph, my nerdy home. Love you all. Love you, folks. Thank you very much for hanging out with me. I uh, hope that we get to uh, see. come check me out. 
Cash me outside on the MFR Cocktail Lounge this Friday night. All right, that joke sucked. I'll see you guys later. Bye.